Welcome to Matchmakers in the City, the podcast. We're your hosts, the Conti sisters, matchmakers and co-founders at our personal matchmaking firm, Matchmakers in the City. Dubbed by millionaire matchmaker Patty Stanger as her favorite sisters in Hollywood and the new generation of matchmakers, we've been celebrity matchmakers for nearly six years. And now we're spilling all of our secrets about love and relationships to you. Welcome to episode seven of Matchmakers in the City, the podcast. This is Alessandra Conti. And this is Christina Conti Pineda. And we're the Conti sisters, and we're excited to be back from our week-long hiatus. Yes. We're so sorry that we didn't kind of warn you guys that we wouldn't be here last week. I was just traveling like a wild woman in San Francisco, Um, like a wild woman. (laughs) Probably not. Not the best metaphor. San Francisco is just so much. It just was such a trip. It was such a trip. Um, But yeah, and then, um, so yeah, so I'm so sorry that we weren't here last week, but we are just all excited and ready to be here today. And there's so much going on today in the world. Um, The most important thing being, (laughs) it was hometown week on The Bachelorette this week. Um, It was thrilling and just invigorating and I had a girl one of my girlfriends staying with me um she lives in New York City and she was coming to LA for the first time um she just had a ball I mean she went to Rodeo she bought these Gucci sunglasses which were just so I mean they're fabulous but you know when you come to LA like you know I That's get the it. kind of souvenir <laughs> her mom was like you couldn't have just gotten a mug <laughs> Um, but anyway, so that was really fun. So my friend Elizabeth was here. Um, we actually grew up with Elizabeth. Yeah, you obviously. Yes, um, we did. So she was here and we watched together and it was just thrilling and just everything that you could want it to be, it was. But my What do question, you mean by that? Oh my God. It was just so, there was such diversity. Um, there was a lot of drama. Like like Dean, his, his Dean, one of the guys, he is yeah. absolutely one of the most just adorable characters characters Mm -hmm. he doesn't look like a real person like he looks like a Ken doll and the one with the the Botox no that's Brian okay Brian has fillers (laughs) Brian has cheek fillers and Brian's from Miami he's a 37 year old he's the one I had a bad dream about Brian that Brian like was cheating on me but he was actually cheating on Rachel so like I had an I had a dream that he was cheating I know so he's a cheater okay he's not a cheater (laughs) In my mind. I love how you're so quick to dismiss <laughs> my dreams for the minute you have one. Well, Christina, okay, so for the listeners out there, Christina just consistently has really ominous dreams. And, like, sometimes they come true because sometimes bad things do happen, but most of the time they're just, like, her inner, like, like well, they definitely, yeah. even if they might be nightmares, after praying about them, there you can pull insights from them. Yeah. So they might be jarring when you first have them, but then yeah. they are a gift when you're able to pray about them and then go deeper and oh, God. think about I know, things. but I think that not everyone's not everyone's like me though who enjoys nightmares? analyzing those things. Oh my god. No, I don't enjoy nightmares. I hate them. But I if hate I'm getting them, them I'm gonna you know oh. what? I'm going to take it. I'm oh. going to pray about them. I'm and sure that's that there's that. a way that we can just like kind of program our brains to only dream of happy things. Like there must be a way. Like there must be an app for that of like 
positive dreams. Like, why hasn't anyone created that? I'm coming that? out with my first robot <laughs> next week. <laughs> um, but anyway, okay, so back to hometown dates. So, Christina, so I won't get fully into it, but basically she, so Dean um, okay. hit, hit in a strange relationship from his dad, oh. and his dad, like, his his mom had passed away, okay. so once she passed away, it was just really dramatic and traumatic for him mm-hmm. um, and the family, and they just kind of didn't, instead of falling together, instead of coming together, they totally fell apart, wow. and his dad, like, became a Sikh, so he had this Ooh, long beard, oh, wow. oh, and wow. like, you know, no, all respect to yeah, the religion. Yeah, I know, but I'm just, but I, that's it was really drastic. Wow, yeah. So it was a really emotional, like, it was just an emotional hometown, and I've never seen anything like that. Like, yeah. it was really intense for television. But anyway, he, and then he ended up getting sent home. It wasn't because of his family. It just was obvious that Rachel's relationship was just, with him, was not at the level that it was with other the mm. other guys. Um, but, okay, so basically, to bring this to kind of the listeners that are not big Bachelor fan, Bachelorette fans... Um, um, I wanted to ask the question, when is the best time to bring a guy home to meet your family? Mm. Yeah. And just one thing before we I answer that mm-hmm. question, Alessandra, mm-hmm. I just wanted to touch on something that is insightful from this. We can take away mm-hmm. from The Bachelor with the Dean situation. Mm-hmm. It's very important. Something we ask this question to bachelors and bachelorettes about what is their relationship like with their family Mm -hmm. and in my view it's important to have that people have made peace with their family Mm -hmm. before going and entering into a a marriage relationship 100% and that shows that I could see how for Rachel maybe that wasn't the the crowning factor of why he was sent home in they did, she didn't say that, but maybe it had an impact in her mind of okay, that to because me it was that like a shows. Therapy session. Oh yeah, that's the not whole good. date was that's a therapy good. session. That's and he not was, good. I mean, and listen, it's not on him. Like he was twenty six. Like he's a twenty six year old guy. He's, he's young, young. Right. and. But I completely agree. And the thing is, we're not saying, and I'm not saying that you have to come from a perfect family. No. If anything, not at all. It's the it's the opposite. It doesn't matter what kind of family you come from. Right. But in order to enter into a really healthy, really exciting, you know, full throttle relationship that becomes more serious, it is important to, you know, Face those demons and to, even if it's acknowledging, like, listen, we are dad, I love you, but we're never going to see eye to eye, but I'm at peace with that. So let's have an amicable, even if it's not like, oh, I see you every, you know, every holiday or whatever it is. Exactly. As long as there's peace there and they've come to terms and they've done self evaluation Mm -hmm. and they've said, listen, this was my past, but I want to make sure that in my future family, I am not repeating the patterns of my my dad or I'm not repeating the patterns as my mom or Mm -hmm. you know this is the kind of family that I want to have because I never experienced that in the past you know Mm. and your family is your learning ground Mm -hmm. really you can you already see these relationships Mm -hmm. and you can you can be a little philosopher and study those relationships Mm -hmm. see what you like see what you don't like 
See what you want to bring into your your future marriage. See what you don't. Yeah, yeah. And sorry, keep going. No, and I and I think that a lot of times therapy is great. So therapy is wonderful because it forces you to. I mean, therapy is essentially just you talking about yourself. So I think it's really important to kind of look back and see the relationship that you have with your father and see are there patterns of behavior that you're attracted to in a man because you're trying to compensate for what you didn't get in your father mm. in your father relationship and even though that's very right. Freudian but you well, really do true. see There's, that you see there it a lot, lot. we hear yeah. from some bachelors who come to us and they say mm-hmm. actually I've dated a lot of women who have had daddy, who have daddy issues. Yeah, yeah. It's a real thing. And he said, I didn't, I don't want to be, sound like I'm patronizing, but that was the reason why a lot of relationships Because they never made up. peace with, they never really were kind of introspective in their own relationship with their father, because that's a very important relationship. Mm. And even men with their mom, like, you know, I, it's, this is getting, it's a little Freudian and a little strange, but well, it is important to see. Yeah, that it's we're important just saying to take a look at. Exactly. Yeah. And the other thing is, even if you have boundaries with your family, mm-hmm. you know what? I can't see this person. Yeah. <laughs> whatever your whatever it is, but you're not angry. You yeah. have forgiven the person. The forgiveness is there. And if the person wants to come back and and have a an amicable relationship, you're willing to do that. But mm-hmm. having your boundaries, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's that you've made peace, not that you're trying. Of course, in a relationship, you might have to talk to your your boyfriend or girlfriend or your future husband and wife about you know my. My my mom did this. That or really my dad was me. late. My dad, my dad was late. always late. And blah, this was blah, why this, was a, this, this was an issue. Me exactly. Exactly. And that's fine. And that's great. Right. You know, that's okay. And that's great, actually, because then you kind of see, okay, this is a trigger for me. Right. Let me express this to this person. Tell him this is why this upsets me when you're late. And then if he then takes a look and says, oh, my God, of course, and then he's on time. So, like, anyway, I'm just kind of thinking of – how to put that into a relationship like steps that you can take then I love that yeah Yeah. I think that's we talked a little bit about that last week as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in in how to bring up certain yeah difficult topics when topics and when when you should bring it up yeah and that and even if you know your family still isn't perfect you have your boundaries Mm -hmm. but the majority of the time you're at peace Mm -hmm. and you're not in this place where you're depending on your significant other to to bring you up because mm-hmm. that relationship is going to work. And be a therapist, right. you know, it's not exactly. going to work. I completely agree. So okay, but, okay back to you, your question. When do you think the best time is to bring a guy home to meet your family? My first reaction to this question is yeah. let him do it first. Yeah. Oh, I love this. Yeah, yeah. You always want him to be inviting before you invite. Mm. That's my rule of thumb. Yeah. And especially for a woman who is, you know, has a has a good family and even if the family is I'm I'm thinking a lot of people in LA, their families are elsewhere. Yeah, it's like East Coast, West Coast. Right, right. Or like they live in Ohio, so they're like going to, so that's kind of a big deal. It is. It's not just like, oh yeah, come down the street and meet my mom. It's like, oh my gosh, come for a holiday or whatever it may be. Right, right. And I would, obviously, every situation is different. Maybe his parents live internationally and you've been dating for 
your boyfriend and girlfriend. It's been going on for months. Yeah. Your family is right down the street. That's a different situation. Yeah. But you have to use your discretion and you always want to feel, I, I think that that confidence that this is a man who I really could see yeah. marriage potential yeah. in before, before you, you involve, involve the family, the family in. Yeah. Because oh. your mom and your dad are going to be talking about it. Oh, yes, they will. Constantly You've as a woman. you experienced that. <laughs> and then, oh, God. And for the man, yeah. what time is the best time to bring a woman home yeah. to the family? Yeah. What do you think about that? I think that, I think holidays are great, and I think that... If you, I think it should be a couple, it should be definitely like, I feel like the five months mark is like one, I feel like for a lot of things, it's like three or four months of dating to get, to then be in a relationship, like to then be a boyfriend, girlfriend. I think like what's acceptable and healthy, what a healthy relationship looks like to me and based on all the, everything that I've researched and all the couples I've worked with, I feel like a three to four month courting process is a really healthy, healthy start. Mm -hmm. Then they become boyfriend, girlfriend at four months. Mm. Um, and then maybe five, six, seven, eight, like that's, that, that's good, a good time that if say the holidays are rolling around and maybe it's a Thanksgiving dinner and you're like oh hey like come with me to for Thanksgiving like that to me is a is an appropriate time to meet the family um if it's within that kind of time frame I think before that five month mark is a little pre- is is actually a very premature hmm. um I think that the four fourth month mark fifth month mark Thought after five months, I feel like that's a solid time when it's like, okay, we, we're like, I know you like, and I want, and I'm not sure if I'm going to be your husband or wife, but I could possibly see it going there. So yeah, it's Thanksgiving time. Let's come and meet my family and, you know, um, or meet his family, uh, meet whatever for the men, for this is the man this speaking. Is for the man. Cause exactly. exactly. I actually like that, that let the man lead when it comes to the family thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but can I? Yeah. Say, are you still speaking? No. Or can I add? I mean, I could talk. To... Oh, keep going. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just. I could monologue for like seven <laughs> years. So it's just best if you just stop me. I Sorry. hate interrupting anyone, but no, you, you want need me to interrupt to. me because otherwise I could monologue. <laughs> I know. But I even. Oh, whatever. Soliloquy. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. for a man, I would slightly disagree with oh. you and say that I would say two to three months <gasps> is also fine. Two to three months? Yes. Is that when Dan introduced you yes, to his family? Yes. I think it was oh. at the three-month mark where really? and it was for a special occasion. It was for a wedding mm. that we were that he was invited to and yeah. that he invited me to in by where his parents lived. And mm. it was the perfect opportunity to yeah. meet them and – yeah. I felt very really natural, comfortable, very natural. comfortable. Of course, we're going to talk about this later, how to go on vacation with your yeah. significant Actually, other. Actually, we're talking about that in a second. Oh, great. <laughs> Perfect. So that works out really yeah, well. Yeah, that does. Should we... No, but, and I hear that. I yeah. think that it really depends on the person, but I think for right. women, like, I think that women tend to freak out if things are not happening in a really quick time mm. frame. So I think yeah. for women's mentality, like, just know, ladies, like, slow and steady wins the race. Like yeah. for Christina, Dan's a dream. So like, you know what I mean? There's just, it's, it's tough because he's 
like the <laughs> ideal man. But like for most girls, like things sometimes can happen slower and that's okay. And that's, that's actually yeah. healthy and not that I'm saying yours wasn't healthy. That just worked out perfectly. Right. But girls don't freak out if right. you're like five right. months in, you're like, I haven't met his mom and dad. Like, no, just chill and let it, let him lead with that. And you know, it, it, he will, you know, he will when the time is right. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, okay. So now summertime is in full swing and every couple in the public eye is either at the Hamptons, wine tasting in Napa or jetting off to Greece for vacation time. But going on vacation with a new partner can be really scary and it can be a huge make or break deal in the relationship. Like, yeah. ma- wait, huge make or break in the relationship. So like this, like to me, I think that going on vacation or spending an elongated weekend with a significant other mm-hmm. is I think every single person needs to do this. I would even say within the first like two months of dating because I like two months, maybe three, three is a good time because you know, then you know whether or not this is someone that you want to spend time with. Because let me tell you, I've experienced this and I've had situations where I was like, get me out of this hotel, Mm -hmm. like get me out. So, okay. But how do you survive? A vacation with yes. your significant other, and Christina. significant other can also mean husband or wife. Yeah. Oh, that's because true. Because you will be going on a vacations lot. a yeah. lot. Yeah. With your yeah. husband or wife, and yeah. these are tried and true ways. Whatever stage of relationship you're in, that you can maintain sanity mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and also. And also enjoy yourself, of course, but mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know how to vacation with someone else. Mm-hmm. That's what I've seen as a problem, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of confusion around this. How much time do we spend together? Yeah. Should we spend pressure. time apart? Is he going to think that I don't like him if even, I do my own thing? Even Is couples she going on their to? honeymoons. Yeah, we've it's heard true. this. It's we've true. We've had couples on go on their honeymoon be right. like, Oh my God, the pressure is so high because yeah. it's supposed to be the best weekend of your lives together <laughs> and like just so, yep. so much pressure. So what are, what are things that they can do, Christina? I would because say. Because mine have all crashed and burned. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not all of my, no, no. I've had some really fun experiences of vacationing with my significant other at mm-hmm. the time. But what, you, you know this well. Yes. You're, yes. Yeah. I can. And I can also say to everyone (laughs) listening that this is something so exciting and so wonderful. Even Mm -hmm. though I just mentioned to you there can be pitfalls and there can be scary situations. But now you're doing the important homework right now. All right. They get it. Give us the tips. Give us the tips. (laughs) Okay. So the first thing, and this is something I tell people while they're dating that they should be doing, Mm -hmm. cultivate time alone. Oh, amen. With your, with what you need to do to zone in, to pray, to meditate, to do the things that you need to do self-care. Even reading. Right. Even like like if you have just something that you do every morning, don't stop doing that. Exactly. Every, Maybe, when you're on vacation. Exactly. It might Maybe even be taking a walk. walk. I yeah. have a, we have a lot of bachelors and bachelorettes who do a morning walk and That's it really, really nice. helps yeah. them to center. Yeah. Or like yoga. I love doing yoga every morning mm. or working out every morning. But on vacation, you feel like you don't really want to work right. out. But yoga isn't really like hardcore it's working stretching, out. Stretching, so, listening yeah. to. But just alone. I think the big thing is mm. like doing, having something, something that you know you're doing alone. Even right. maybe even in the 
morning, that is good because you can like kind of extricate yourself from them. Mm. Um, so it's like they miss you a little bit. Hmm. So it's like you wake up and then it's not like drooling on each other <laughs> and being like, <sighs> like Wait, Helga, hey Arnold, remember <laughs> Helga. <laughs> <laughs> like the creepy guy behind Helga. Like you don't want to be the creepy guy behind Helga. Our little nineties kids. Um, yeah. And whether it's it just having your routine of mm-hmm. what you do and your separate time mm-hmm. that just cultivated because sometimes people just don't have mm-hmm. any structure in their day. Guess and, what? When they're on vacation, if they're not some. working. <laughs> Get some structure. Get some structure. You gotta have yeah, it. Yeah, because that's important for your day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. How can you manage all the things that are thrown at you mm-hmm. at work? People saying bratty things. A guy curses at you as you're driving. Oh, Lord. These are all things that come out of the blue that you're not expecting mm-hmm. and that just can do damage. Yeah. Unless you have that that strength to fall back on. Mm-hmm. So I would say during your dating, work on those things, and then yeah. you can bring that into it your, also, your vacation. Yeah, having little things that you do solo when you're not inviting your partner to them yes. helps you maintain your yes. independence right. in the context of a partnership. Right. So that is vital in right. any relationship. Mm-hmm. You cannot, this person cannot permeate every single area of your life. Mm-hmm. Again, we kind of talked about this last uh, two weeks ago about the little pie chart about how like you have different compartments in your life mm-hmm. and that's important to grow all these compartments and alone time is one of them and like having things that you enjoy to do that no one can touch. Even if it's literally having a cup of tea, like sitting outside on your balcony, just drinking tea or like doing a little yoga, like some Something that the guy is not involved in. This is so important. Okay. Any other things, Christina? Yes. Is that the biggest? I would say that's probably mm-hmm. the biggest. Yeah. But then also letting letting the other – giving the other person space, I mm-hmm. would say, is number two. Yeah. You need your alone time, but they do too. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if he needs to – he wants to go off and play golf or if, if there's something – Who are you that, playing golf with? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. If there's something that he giving him that cave time, yeah. Also, as a man, letting the woman do maybe she wants to go shopping or she wants to maybe she wants to play golf. Who knows? <laughs> These days, yeah. <laughs> Who knows what it? Are, there are things that people have different different preferences. Beautiful. So giving that person space and not feeling bad that yeah. you're not with that person. Because then when you see the person again, you'll have things to talk, even more things to talk about. Yeah. Because if you're on an elongated vacation, you're doing everything together. Yep. You're doing all the meals together. And you can even table some conversations. Yes. 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 Alessandra, that's a brilliant point. They need to hear this. No, it's true. They need to hear this. We even do this. Yes. You and I even do this because sometimes we'll, like, we work together every day, So but we also eat lunch together. So sometimes we'll be just, like, kind of going about our days, and it will be an important thing that I want to talk to Christina about, but we're, like, doing something else. So I'll be like, Christina, wait, let's table this. And, like, this is, like, maybe my weekend, like, something that happened. 
on my weekend that was like a funny story. I'm like, remind me to tell you when we eat. Right. Like remind me, like tabling things. So you're not just like vomiting information the entire trip. Like <laughs> right. so you're like, you have things to look forward to. You're like, okay, yes. so that table conversation. Even with one of my girlfriends who was visiting today, this, this weekend, we were like, we had some serious relationships things to talk about. Mm. So we were like, let's table it for our dinner at Chateau Marmont, which is, oh my God, it was so much fun. Mm, we did Chateau. You did a lot of... Oh. Of LA. So LA. The trip was so like obnoxiously Los Angeles. <laughs> it was so Hollywood in every element. Okay, so I and love it. Great. And then Other, I guess the last else? one I would say is mm-hmm. silence is golden. Oh, silence. <laughs> I find it so difficult. Okay. I find it so difficult to like be in silence when I'm in with like, a significant other relationship. Mm. Well, okay, like, yeah. there are certain times when I don't find it difficult, but, like, me as a human, yeah. I find silence to be really difficult. Most women do. Yeah, when I even when I'm with my girlfriends, mm. like, when we're, like, in yeah. the car. That's yeah. why I hate road trips because yeah. I'm, like, stuck in a car and I feel like I have to just talk the whole time, but... I feel like you can put on the music and like bring have a CD, it be a thing. Bring a yeah. Bring, you can bring, you can put on the music. You can yeah. listen to a CD. some kind of yeah CDs. Some yeah. talk what is that? talk. <laughs> No, no, a, a yeah, no, no. You, you can do to Spotify. To. Yeah, you can a be like, book oh my God, this t- is a book on CD that you wanted to listen to. Yeah, yeah. There's so many things that you yeah. can. It won't doesn't have to be silence. Yeah, but also silence, as Alessandra mm-hmm. showed, it's hard for oh, a lot of women, so especially. Hard. But guys don't mind it. You have they to don't remember, mind. guys don't mind it as they much. Don't mind. And your friends will actually thank you. Yeah, because no one really wants to talk twenty four seven. No, they don't. You're just like, and let's just be. Sometimes they need that Ugh. time. God mm-hmm. speaking to them in that yeah. silence. So Let don't God interrupt speak. them. Seriously, <laughs> don't interrupt the 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 voice. And now a word from one of our sponsors. Eight Other Reasons, because everybody has reasons. Eight Other Reasons is at the center of a jewelry revolution. Fashion forward and in demand, Eight Other Reasons encompasses beautiful statement pieces and everyday staples to complement each wardrobe. The 80R girl is unapologetically sexy, what we like to call a baller bohemian. She is beautifully intense and always perfectly undone. She, the stone-cold fox in boots and the life of every party. Go to www.theeightotherreasons.com for more. Again, that's www.eight, the number eight, otherreasons.com for more. Okay, so the next segment is Boy Bye. Tell them boy bye. Boy bye. Christina. As sisters, (laughs) we have had our fair share of disagreements. Every day we date coach men and women who don't know whether they should stay in a relationship or move on. In Boy Bye, we debate different hot relationship trigger topics. This is the first scenario. He mentions that he can only marry a Jewish woman on your first date with him. And you teach Sunday school (laughs) at your church. Boy bye or strike one. Boy bye. Boy, bye. Oh, oh my Sandra, god. You're this is already, so close to my heart. You're already giving advice. This is so close to my heart because this happened to me. Remember, mm. I was dating that sweetheart. So I dated the sweet I think literally he was one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my entire life. But he was a he was Jewish and he yes. came from a really serious Jewish family. Yes. He wasn't quite as Jewish as the rest of his family was, but he's still like he 
didn't mention it on his first date, but he, he did, we talked about, and he kind of on the first date, he's like, oh, I could do whatever I want, like uh, whatever. But then as we were dating, I think it was on like the fourth date, he was like, yeah, my, my, like we were, I was like, oh yeah, like, you know, I mean, we're not talking about marriage, but we kind of, I forget how it came up, but he was like, yeah, my family would basically like sit Shiva for me if I ever married outside of the Jewish religion. And sitting Shiva basically means that your family would mourn the yes. death of this guy Mm -hmm. they would mourn his death so I made that decision then to say I mean I liked him he was so great like he oh my god he was literally like on time for everything planned the date so in advance just like everything I loved he was so respectful so like never pressured me to do anything I didn't want to do just like oh the sweetest and brought me on these great dates was always so generous Mm. but I had to say listen, this is not you at all. This is the situation. And I could never come in between. I teach, I literally, this is me. I teach Sunday school. Like I could not, I'm not converting. Exactly. Um, So for me, it was boy by, but in the most respectful boy by way that ever could be. Mm. Um, But I also, on the flip side, I do know couples like Ivanka Trump and what's his name? And and Jared Jared Kushner. Kushner. I just literally, Elite Daily um, came to me about, and you guys should totally read this article. It's on our Facebook. Yeah, it's on our Facebook. They have the really, they have a, like, I don't care what your political affiliation is. They have a really solid relationship and it's beautiful to see. And they're what I would definitely call a power couple. Definitely. And I get really in-depth of, like, how they met and all of their... Just like everything that I know about the relationship, yeah. I didn't match make them, but they were introduced by a mutual friend and da da da. da. So, but anyway, Jared was comes from a really observant Jewish family. Yeah. He uh, he comes from not Hasidic. What is it? It's it's not Hasidic. It's um, Orthodox. Orthodox. He comes from an Orthodox Jewish family. His family would never allow him to marry outside of his religion, but they had such a strong connection, and so she ended up converting. So right, and I guess her faith. Yeah, her faith wasn't strong it wasn't that important and like the Jewish religion is a beautiful religion like that is a beautiful thing so like I don't know I feel like for some people for me like I have a really strong faith and faith is super important to me so Mm -hmm. I could never convert for a guy but there are some women who are not don't really have strong faith and just are like you know what I that's I listen hey I'd rather them have you know get into that that's a beautiful Mm -hmm. thing so I think it really depends on the person. For me, it was yeah. definitely boy by. Yeah. Yeah. I think that you've answered that yeah. perfectly, yeah. really, because you if the man on the on the flip side was saying, I love my family, but they can't dictate what I do with my life mm-hmm. and I'm that doesn't – you're the most important thing in my life. Yeah. That might be a different situation. Or if he's like, listen, I'm Jewish, but, but I'm not like that – or like not even Jewish. Even if he's Christian and he yeah. was like, you know, my family would prefer me to marry a Christian right, woman. Right. But I'm totally open. Like, you're Jewish. I think that's awesome. Like, let's meld our cultures together. Yeah. Like, that's it's, cool. It's just a – but if you're, if you're strong in your faith, you should – Try to be with someone who's also at the same faith. Yeah, and someone who can actually marry you. Because (laughs) otherwise you're in a relationship for two years and and then they're like, oh, wait, actually I can't marry you. And you build these feelings and it's just really tough. It was even hard for me to break up, like to, I don't even, I wouldn't even call it a breakup, but like to to sever ties after like five days. Of course. Because you really get to know this person and you feel really connected to them. So, oh, just save yourself, you know. Exactly, the heartache. Okay, scenario. 
scenario two. He mentions that he, oh, oh, oh. He takes <laughs> more than 24 hours to reply to a text. Boy, bye, or strike one. Christina, I'm going to let you take this one. Ooh, that's a difficult one. So hard. Because we have, at Matchmakers in the City, we have a policy that you should, if a, if the person contacts you, you should respond within 24 hours. That is the best practice. That is what we we think people, just common courtesy to do. I would, instead of saying... I would maybe make this. This is the first strike one that I. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> because yeah. who knows? They yeah. there. It could be an emergency situation. I it don't know. Also, you have to see this guy's texting pattern, right? And this woman's texting patterns. Because I'm guilty of this. If this was girl by, I would be by. I would be by because I sometimes I'm so busy and sometimes it literally it, like I'll see the text and I'll be even with like friends of mine yeah. I'll see the text and I'll be like okay I have to reply to this and like because I also like to think of cute fun things to say back like I'd rather give it a second and like let it sit for a second and then reply back right. as opposed to just like jumping on it in two seconds I do try for 24 hours myself but sometimes listen you you just get a little busy so this is definitely a, a strike one for me and I and I don't even know if it's I, I think that it just depends on 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 your communication patterns and what you're comfortable with and some women some women will be driven crazy if they if it takes a guy 24 hours to reply to them other women will be driven crazy if a guy's texting them in, all the time mm. so it just a pattern it, it depends obviously if the guy takes like three days to reply that's ridiculous mm. and like but 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 like, haven't you seen situations where, like, maybe early on in your relationship with Dan, did he, like, did he take a couple days to reply? Or was it always, like, really, like, 24 hours? I feel like guys are weird with that stuff. Yeah, I Because they're not the best also, communicators. But, like, they yeah. shouldn't be, like, given that. I don't know. I don't really think that that gets them off the hook of, like, being just decent human beings. Because, like, 24 hours, come on. But maybe if it's, like, like for me, what I would say is, mm -hmm. if it's some, if it's, like, say you, like, text, you're, like, in a texting conversation and, like, you end with something that doesn't really require a reply. So maybe it's, like, it's, like, oh, yeah, this was so cool. Ha, ha. Like, you didn't ask them a question. You're not right. continuing right. the conversation. Right, exactly. I was just going to mention. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Keep going, Alessandra. No, and then they reply to you, like, two or three days after as, like, like kind of alluding to that, but then being like so like what's up like how are you doing like I feel like that's okay oh texting is so hard yep it's that's so why I always say a text should lead to a call should yep. lead to seeing each other I don't like texting for long conversations but, but I don't like phone cute calls. things I know so I think you're gonna have different. to work <laughs> it's just well yeah. that's my personal opinion that's it's good, and I've seen it work really well, where mm -hmm. people aren't having these long, drawn-out conversations via text, but that's not the issue we're talking about right now. Yeah. We're talking about... 24 hours. 24 hours. I would reply. say, I, I I think, as I said, I'm not the person who's asking questions via mm -hmm, text. Mm -hmm. I might say something funny, you but... You also take a really long time to reply. Yeah, I take a few Even hours sometimes. Yeah. Right, it's I'm not a texter. Get better at texting. 
But, but when a guy is like, oh, I'm just a really bad texter. Like, do you think mm. that that's, is that like, is that legit? Or is that just a, a like, d- idiot? I'm not idiot. Is that more like just F boy? Like, if he's like, I'm a really bad texter, but I've said that before, too, and I'm not an F girl. Like, I'm a good girl, but I've literally been like, I'm so sorry, I'm a really bad texter, because I'm not on my phone all the time, and I'm busy. Yeah. So, I feel like... I feel like for me, and what I tell women is consistency. It's all about consistency because, and it's all about noticing his patterns of communication. Like if his patterns of communication, he was like in the beginning, like super, like texting you every single day, yeah. good morning, beautiful. Then like replying really quickly and da 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 da. But and then then all of a sudden he's taking twenty four hours and then like another day. Then that's kind of cause for concern. Yeah. But if he's always just been that way of like you know kind of like like texting in that pattern then that's where it's kind of like lying so like with lying I've studied lie detection and Mm. so with lying when a person's vocal patterns and a person basically you have to find consistencies just you have to have a base so like you have to have a base to tell if a person's lying you need to have a base and this is good for you ladies and gentlemen just to tell if a person's lying exactly this is this is gold right here so if a person is um if a person you need in order to tell if a person's lying you need to know how they are normally so like Mm. in a normal interaction when they're just saying something normal the base this is the base for them okay so but then when someone's lies everyone has a tell when they lie so like for some people their voice gets higher and then they they go they talk really fast and then they're like they talk fast for other people they kind of slow down they um are very um like this with their words so you can tell in vocal mm. patterns in body language when a person is lying so yes exactly there's certain body language mm-hmm. elements that you can look into further yeah if you're totally oh my god it's it fascinating. fascinating but so but if you kind of take this and put it into your relationship and say okay what's his base and then or what's her base mm-hmm. what how is she usually Okay. And then they say, okay, she's, you know, this is, this is, this is fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with the relationship. I'm not, I don't have to freak out if he's replying to me in 25 hours or 27 hours or whatever it may be. Mm. Um, But live your life and then, and just like reply back when you can. That's my kind of thing. But be obviously be cognizant. Like, you don't, I feel like you don't want it to go longer than 24 hours because then, sorry, I'm just going into this because then, if you do that, then they'll the play the person. game. Exactly. It's like ping pong. So then, then yeah. it's just this game. It's this game of like, oh, she took eight hours to reply to me. I'm going to take nine and a half. Like, oh, my God, that kills me. Don't get in that rut. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just like if you're free, then when he if he texts you 24 hours, it, it takes him 24 hours, and you're like free within three hours, then text him back. Mm-hmm. And then he'll reply back. So he'll kind of take your lead in that. A little bit, right? Mm. What would you say, Christina? Yeah, I just like it when a man is Mm. not playing games. And even if it takes me a while, Dan just would text me right back and things like that. That's nice. Even if because he knows I'm really busy. Well, guess what? (laughs) Not every guy's like Dan, Christina. No, the other thing. But it's also (laughs) we're married. Yeah. It's it maybe wasn't like that in the beginning. In the beginning, I feel like I think it was nothing. Your communication has to. Your everyone has to get better at communication, mm-hmm. and men 
especially Mm -hmm. there are certain types of men and certain types of women too, but I would say more common in men Mm -hmm. who aren't good communicators and who, or just don't know when a woman that she, Mm -hmm. you should check in here and there and just make her feel comfortable and more at ease and more settled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, great. Next last scenario. He is overly friendly with one of your girlfriends. Boy, bye, or strike one. Boy, bye. <laughs> this is a trigger for me. This is such really? oh, yeah. a trigger. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Okay, so overly friendly. Okay, so this is similar to the waitress one we did last week. I know. Ugh. There's a line though. There is a line. But for me, like overly friendly. When I hear overly friendly, yeah. I hear flirtatious. Yeah. Okay. So this is a big trigger for me. And I and I'm actually very upfront with any guy that I'm with. And I say, listen, this is an issue that I have. Mm-hmm. And take it or leave it. But this is rough. It's rough. But if a guy okay, there's a line. Yeah. Obviously, if he's friendly, if he's like at an event, he's meeting people, he's like, Oh hey, it's so nice to meet you. Like very just like, you know, there's a way. But then right, once that right. line is crossed, even a tiny bit of like it kind of they linger a little too long with the guy. I'm I'm so I it just kills me. It just kills me. So I would say if he's overly friendly, like and then amp that up to like a little tick a little more than that's boy bye. Cause I think that that yeah. is highly inappropriate. Yeah. They need to, they, I don't want the, obviously you don't want them to be cold with one of your friends. Right. But at the same time, there is an accepted level of friendliness. Exactly. Exactly. That a man in a relationship should have, with other women exactly. that are outside of the relationship, and he needs to be sensitive to the woman. Um, exactly about that. Exactly, yeah. I completely agree with you, Alessandra. And yeah. I was just like, thinking about if a guy's even if a guy is texting your friend <gasps> or oh. calling your friend or like Facebook friends them like without your knowledge. Oh, that is or like so follows them on Instagram. <laughs> boy, by get out because some guys like that mm. that thrill of like oh I could this oh like scandal like whatever oh, so get that out that is so girl. sketchy and I've so seen that sketchy. happen unfortunately yeah, but some guys are are scavenging before they're out of a relationship oh, oh they're little scavenger oh, hunters that is so true they're scavengers I've seen that mm-hmm. so commonly unfortunately mm-hmm. that they're while they're in the relationship they're like oh yeah I met this testing the waters woman. Keeping her at bay just yeah. in case it doesn't work out. I don't like that. Ugh. Just be, be, if you're not liking who you're with, just get out of the Talk about it and get out of the relationship. Seriously. If there's something she can do to change or something that you feel like needs to change, talk about it. If, if it changes and it works, great. great. But if you're just, just leave, get if out. you're looking around, get out. Leave. Why are you? That's just. It's not right for the the woman who you're who you're hitting on is not going to take you seriously if she's a good woman. Ew. And I read this awful article that was posted on Lady Gang. So Lady Gang is this amazing podcast that I love to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, that probably a lot of our listeners listen to as well. And um, Lady Gang, they have a secret Facebook group, and it's amazing. And one of the girls posted this article about it was written on, in Cosmopolitan. From the girl that cheats, she's the cheater. Like she, 
is attracted to guys in relationships. She's a sociopath. 100%. She's a sociopath. Oh, that's awful. But, like, there are women like that. Yeah, I know. Horrifying. I read it, and I was like, oh, my God, this is so scary and awful and horrible. Just, like, Google it, and it will come up. But just that even was, like, more – I was like, I can't. I just can't. I don't even want to touch that. Like, for me – and I always say this in a really – when I'm in a relationship, I lay it out. I say the one thing – the two things that I could never, ever get over are, A, cheating, Mm -hmm. and B, physical violence. Mm -hmm. But cheating is the number one thing, and cheating begins with flirting and overly friendly and not having those boundaries. Yes, it does. And a guy not being committed to to putting his efforts into the relationship that you have. There are hawks out there. There are women hawks, too. Yeah, lady hawks. Yeah, lady hawks. Lady hawks. Speaking of lady gang, (laughs) who are just looking for the one person who seems a little bit vulnerable, and then they'll they'll swoop in. But I think most women are very good. I love most women. Like, I'm a girl's oh, no. girl through and through. Of course. I'm but not saying I this, is, that, this yeah. is, ho- yeah. hopefully this is a rare thing. Yeah. But, but you, oh, God, I, mean, I just can't do it. I can't do it. Just have boundaries. Have boundaries. And be respectful of be if respectful. other people who are in relationships, too. Yeah. Amen. Okay, praise be. Let's go. Let's go to Mansers. This is an exciting one. Okay. Even though you may think that mostly women listen to our podcast, we actually have a ton of male listeners. We wanted to make sure that their voices were heard, so we are going to discuss a topic that men have brought to our attention this week. Okay. Hi, Allie and Christina. This is the man, the question. Doesn't sound like a man. <laughs> Do a lower voice. Okay. Hi, Allie and Christina. <laughs> Thanks so much for your wisdom. Dating is hard. <laughs> I've just started to see a young woman who I noticed a red flag from, from the beginning. Did you change it from girl to young woman, Christina? No, he's really respectful, oh, this guy. So this man. You always say young man. Yes, young woman. Okay. I know. I I tend to like it when a man says calls a woman young a young woman. woman rather than a girl. Okay. girl. Anyway, no, 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 I, I agree. Okay. <laughs> I like girl, but it's fine. As a busy young professional, I drink minimally. I have stuff to do and am turned off by a woman who drinks too much. I want to be with a woman who I look up to and want to make sure that she drinks responsibly as well. How should I find this out about her so I don't waste my time? This is from Don't Blame It on the Vodka. Oh, blame it on the goose. Got you feeling loose. Blame it on the town. Got you in the zone. Blame it on the app. Okay, let's answer it. Um... What do you think, Christina? I think it's pretty evident. I think it's really quite obvious if a girl likes to drink too much. I mean, when you're going, especially in our dating generation where a lot of first dates are drink dates and then second dates have a drink element to them, um, I think it's fairly easy to see if a girl's knocking them down, you know, and if she's like, you know... But I don't think you should judge a woman if she has, like, two drinks on your first date. Like, we always say at Matchmakers in the City, one of our dating guidelines for our clients is two drink maximum. Mm -hmm. So, like, on your dates – and I know for me, my limit, my beyond limit is two drinks. I will get tipsy in a drink and a half. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when I go to church and I drink the wine at church, I get a little tipsy. But I just have (laughs) zero tolerance for alcohol. Yeah, the same way. I just can't even. I can maybe drink a few sips and then I'm tipsy. And then you're like, (laughs) I mean, that's that's a Conti gift, okay? The Conti surprise. (laughs) I don't think it's good because you don't want to drink too much and yeah and. 
And yeah. Then, so so what do you calories. think though? I so I think it's fairly easy to tell. As long as she's if she's getting like two drinks on your date, you're fine. But if she's getting like four, if she's just like, oh yeah, Quebec coming and she's slurring her words, and then it's like, ah, oh, like God, like then there's an issue. But I think that generally, like it's kind of a pretty transparent if someone drinks too much. I would say also to the first date, let it be fun. Yeah. Don't don't be you don't need Policing. to be asking these que- or asking these questions. This was your uh, third drink. Oh no, no, I mean not that you should yeah. be paying attention to yeah. physical things like that. Yeah. But I don't I for this bachelor, I wouldn't say to ask flat out how many drinks do you usually yeah. drink da, 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 on the first date. Let it be more relaxing. Also, if you see her drinking a lot, that's kind of your hint. This is the first date and she's drinking a lot. But the other thing you can, if the first date isn't a drink state, you could ask her out to drinks for the second date yeah. and just to see how she reacts with it. And then as you get to know her more... Time will tell. What but is even, she? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Time will tell. Is yeah. she talking about happy hours constantly and getting drunk at, at going, going out? This, what does she do for fun? Is yeah. she going clubbing and drinking? Maybe you can even bring that top. You can bring it up in a non-threatening way. Yeah. You say, "Oh, are you a big drinker?" Yeah. Are you a big drinker? Yeah. Just. Yeah, yeah. That I actually, I feel like I've because literally you said always that. had that conversation. Yeah, I've had that conversation on so many dates like I've really had it and I'm yeah. and I'm always like oh my god I'm not a big drinker like I da, da, da. I like have my little spiel right that I had explained back back in the day let her talk first though bachelor don't say your piece until she gives hers because mm-hmm. we want to see what her reaction is before she, might try she to match knows yours. exactly before she knows and this it's this is unfortunately in this culture binge mm-hmm. drinking is very accepted. Mm-hmm. So it isn't too far off that he would have this nervousness mm-hmm. about a woman who's drinking too much. I mm-hmm. get it and you're mm-hmm. right. But do give her a shot. Yeah. I love that. Or a, not a literal <laughs> shot. Give her a shot. <laughs> not give a literal shot. Shot up a shot. That is so perfect. Okay. No, no, no. So we're going to end off with our end segment. Yes. Catching catching up up with with the the Contes. And for me, I actually had an event last week. I had an event last night at... In Brentwood at the, what is that restaurant called again? Oh, Voltaire. Voltaire, yes. I love Voltaire. Beautiful, it's lovely, so very, very classy place. Yeah. In, and that was a really fun event. It was a British American Business Council oh, great. event. That's I really fabulous. enjoyed it. and yeah. it, it was fun? Yeah. Good. I love it. Well, I just had, like I said, one of our oldest best friends visiting in LA. So we did like rollerblading on the beach on Saturday. Then we went to, like I said, Chateau Marmont, which was so much fun. Um, And then we did brunch at the London and West Hollywood, which has the most beautiful view. Um, We went to Hollywood and did the Walk of Fame, and which was awful. (laughs) I was like, oh, God, I should have just brought her to Beverly Hills. I would have been way more in my element. Um, But it was fun. Listen, when you come to L.A., like, you have to see Hollywood. You have to see all of that. Um, And then, um, yeah, so we just had a really fun – and then we went to the W Jazz Night, which I've been going to, which is so funny because I haven't been in years. Like, it used to be the hot thing. Like, the Backstreet Boys used to go. Like Jonah's yeah. brothers, we met all of them back in the day. They they would go. Justin Timberlake's cousin. Oh my god, 
Stop. That's so funny. That's hysterical. But yeah, so we had a really fun time. And um, I'm, I'm, like I said, I was in San Fran and then my friend visited. So I'm just like running around. Oh, yes, empty because you right even now. went to Ch- Chaconis on Friday night. Oh, yeah, I went to Chaconis with another with friend. Stephanie. Yeah. You really have been Hollywooding it. I've been so aggressively Hollywood. And then last night you were at the Beverly Hills Hotel. Actually, we didn't go. Oh, thank God. I know, the pole lounge. You were exhausted. We were both exhausted. And we went, we like got dinner and then Elizabeth was like, maybe we, maybe we shouldn't. And I was like, oh my God, thank God. I was like, okay, good. She did the Warner Brothers. She did the Warner Brothers tour. (laughs) It's just so much. Like being alive is a lot. And then adding on all those things just makes me so tired. You're working full time. I know. It's like, I Anyway, so yeah, I forget what's happening this weekend, but I think, oh yeah, 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 that's that's enough. Anyway, so thank you guys so much for listening, and please feel free to send us over your questions. We've been getting some really good questions. We have an amazing sisterly advice question that we will answer next week. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, definitely don't forget to um, visit us on our website. Sign up, guys. Like, if you want love, we are matchmakers. That's what we do. Exactly. Sign up at matchmakersinthecity.com. And you can find us on social media at Matchmakers in the City. And then um, that's on Instagram and Facebook and all of that. And then our separate Instagrams are at Matchmaker Alessandra Conti. That's me. And then at Matchmaker Christina Conti. And our Twitter is at Matchmakers ITC. Because Mm -hmm. Twitter is not long enough for us. But anyway, thank you guys so much. Have a really fun rest of the week. And we'll talk to you soon. Happiness. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to Matchmakers in the City, the podcast. For more information, visit www.matchmakersinthecity.com.